Board Round, session number 40. The moment you step foot on campus as a medical student, you are gearing up for one of the biggest tests you'll ever have to take, USMLE Step 1 or Comlex Level 1. The medical school headquarters and board vitals are going to help you prepare for your first board exam with questions, pearls of information, and guidance to make sure you have what it takes to score high and match into your specialty of choice. Welcome to Board Rounds. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray. If this is your first time here, thank you for joining us. If you are looking for some other podcasts that I do, you can check out Specialty Stories, a great podcast to help you figure out what specialty you will want to practice in the future. You can find that at specialtystories.com. As always, I'm joined by Dr. Mike Natter from Board Vitals. If you are looking for some more help with your board prep, Go to boardvitals.com. Check out everything they have to offer. Their massive QBank database will help you prepare for step one or level one. And even in the future as well, for your shelf exams, Board Vitals has you covered. Again, go to boardvitals.com. Check out everything they have to offer for medical students, whether you're in an allopathic school or an osteopathic school. Board Vitals has you covered. Again, use the promo code BOARDROUNDS to save 15% off. Let's go and jump into our episode today. Dr. Mike Natter back for some more board rounds. I hope students have listened to last week's episode, have gone back and relearned all of their anatomy and neuroanatomy and tracks and everything else. So what uh, what do we have in store today? Yeah, those are tricky. So today we're going to pull from another one of those bags of our cornucopia of uh, what is titled pathology. Um, And we can jump right in. All right, let's do it. It's question number two. A 28-year-old woman presents to the emergency room with a painful lower abdominal mass two days after undergoing a C-section. Her pregnancy was significant for gestational diabetes, malposition, and macrosomia with a 4,558-gram baby. That's a big baby. (laughs) There is bloody discharge from her abdominal wound. Her physical exam reveals tachycardia pallor, mild abdominal distension, and a tender mass at the left lower quadrant of the abdomen. A CT scan reveals a hematoma at the abdominal wall. What is the most likely site of injury during the C-section that led to this hematoma? A, left renal artery, B, left ovarian artery, C, left colic artery, D, abdominal aorta, or E, inferior epigastric artery? Oh, all right. So left renal artery, left ovarian, left colic. So renal artery to me, just trying to think of anatomy, right? Mm -hmm. Kidneys are in the back, right? And the renal artery coming off of the aorta, uh, abdominal aorta, just, it seems too far back, right? If, if a hopefully competent surgeon is in there taking the baby out, uh, coming for anteriorly, unless they're doing some new cool post posterior C-section. Um, I just don't see left renal artery, uh, being affected there. Left ovarian artery. It's just, too far to the left, right? Everything I know about C-sections, everything I've seen about C-sections being in them, it's all so midline that uh, left ovarian artery, again, just seems way too far out of the way. 
left colic artery. And again, kind of, uh, I'm focusing on, on that anatomy, but, but I should also focus on where this wound is, right? The blood and, and where the, um, hematoma is on the abdominal Correct. wall. So a hematoma Correct. from a left ovarian artery would probably be more posterior, probably be hiding a lot more than, uh, than something that's, that's right there. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's another thing probably to think about as well. Left colic artery again, I forget the left colic artery, what that's associated with, but, uh, I'll, ignore that one for now abdominal mm -hmm. aorta that person would be dead so <laughs> that's not an issue um and so i'm kind of left with this inferior epigastric and uh what i think i remember it's it's a lot more central a lot more uh superficial and so mm -hmm. this bleeding would be there there would be a hematoma there that that wouldn't kill a person um so i'm gonna go with e oh Okay, I, that was beautiful. Oh, was thank gorgeous. you, thank you. Thank so you. not only are you correct, but your logic was just so sound and you got to the heart of what this question is really trying to go at, get after, which is, do you know your anatomy, mm -hmm. uh, not only of the vessels, but do you also know the anatomy in reference to a C-section? Yeah. So uh, everything you said, I think, is exactly how I kind of approach this. And we can just reiterate basically the idea of that. When you're talking about a C-section, um, unless you have maybe a third-year med student with a scalpel, <laughs> you, you're you not trying to get that deep. So you don't want to go retroperitoneal, which is what you're getting at with the renal arteries. Yep. Uh, the left colic is also kind of deep, comes off the aorta, which is going to try and get over to um, to your, I believe, to your left uh, side of your colon. So, you know, th these are things that are really far and away from the site of where you're cutting in order to do this C-section. Um, and what they're also getting at, if, if you notice, is the the rectus sheath. So it's a rectus sheath hematoma, which is a, um, unfortunate, but you know, possible complication of these C-sections and all the other arteries, if you were to nick with the exception of the abdominal aorta, which you correct, you're very correct that this is, I think two days post-op, she would have been dead in like minutes, yeah. maybe even seconds. So, um, that's correct. So that there's no way that's the case, but the other ones, if you were to nick those, um, you, you would see, um, kind of a retroperitoneal bleed, uh, which is kind of ecchymosis on the sides and the back. Mm -hmm you would definitely not be seeing a hematoma um, kind of centrally and in, in, in the in the anterior area. So uh, right off the bat, you know that there's got to be an artery that's going to be involved and or near the site of, of incision. And as you correctly noted, it's a relatively superficial um, branch. So it's, it's unfortunately one of those things that can get uh, in the way. And so you quickly just go ahead and ligate that and that usually solves the problem. Yeah. So well done. Awesome. So definitely anatomy. It was just my favorite class from medical school. So I'm glad I, I still have a little bit of knowledge in there. Um, yeah, no, you crushed it. Yeah. So, so vessels, it's, it's interesting how they paired it with a surgical procedure, right? A, a, a C-section to, to introduce this potential thing. How familiar, I think a lot of students will be like, wait a minute, like I'm a first and second year student. I haven't been in to see a C-section yet. How am I supposed to know where a, a C-section is going to occur? How common is that going to potentially be? That's a fair question. I, I think, um, I think it's, I think it's you. I think you can intuit a little bit, um, even without having been in the OR yet. Yeah. Um, the idea of based on your anatomy, based on the fact that you've opened up a cadaver at this point and you've studied from the textbooks and netters, that you have a sense of kind of where everything is in the neighborhood. Um, and so, just kind of keeping that in mind. But it's true that a lot of folks who are about to sit for the step one may have not had any clinical exposure yet. So that's a good point. Okay. Yeah, and I, I think a C-section is a very benign kind of 
common uh, surgery that most people are going to be aware of, at least kind of on a front facing kind of uh, uh, thought of where that surgery takes place. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Common enough that, you know, laymen uh, are familiar with the C-section. They, they, for the most part, know that they're not, you know, dissecting all the way down to their, you know, retroperitoneal cavity, you would think. So yeah, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> all right. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hopefully a great episode. I hope you, I hope you agree with me. Uh, another great episode of board rounds for you, breaking down some more of these topics that are going to be covered on your step one or level one exam. Again, these questions are not straightforward. They are second and third removed type questions, third step questions, where you have to know a lot of information to answer one question properly. And the more that you practice, the more that you listen to this podcast, hopefully, the more of this information will get kind of just stuck in your brain somewhere. That's the ultimate goal. Don't forget to go check out Board Vitals and check out everything that they have to offer Use the promo code boardrounds.com. Again, QBanks are one of the best ways to prepare for your step one or level one exam. Doing questions will help you, will help you maximize your score. And with 1,700 plus questions for their osteopathic QBank, with 1,900 plus questions for their allopathic QBank, go check out boardvitals.com. They're revamping it all the time, adding questions, improving questions, improving the answers and, and so much more. Again, boardvitals.com. Use the promo code BOARDROUNDS to save 15% off. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Board Rounds. This is MedEd Media.